What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother, and here we are with another episode of the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, and I'm here with another episode um, and this one's going to be very, very special because I'm dedicating this episode to my wife. Um, and the reason I'm doing that because I think it's important for everybody to understand um, how do you identify, how do you find your soulmate, how do you find a person that's that's the one for you. Um, I know a lot of people, we spend our whole lives looking for that. Um, you know, some people, that that's not their bag. They don't want to be tied down. Um, but those of you who do, who are a hopeless romantic like myself, um, who want to find that person you want to spend your life with, um, then then just have a seat, man. Pull up, man. Just give me about forty five minutes to an hour of your time, and I'm gonna, you know, give you a little bit of insight on what helped me find my soulmate. First thing, and I think it goes with anything in your life when you want to get something that you really, really want, you have to start off with a crystal clear vision of exactly what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you want. So for me, when it came down to creating my, my soulmate or, or really starting to build my dream woman, um, it was kind of like, I think I got the idea starting when with a movie, um, Weird Science, where these two kids, they, they got this computer program and they designed their perfect girl, you know, all the physical features of her. Um, and what was beautiful in their eyes. So that's what I started for myself, you know, and, and I'll break it down for those things little by little. Like number one, I, I wanted somebody with a caramel complexion. You know, I just always found that to me ultra attractive. It is something that I wanted to pass down to my kids, a nice trait, you know, because that was my, that is my vision of beauty. You know, and again, this is me personally. I'm not saying that this is what it is for everybody. Everybody's gonna have their own, you know, design and your own thing, but it's just to give you a general idea of, you know, how to go about it, or at least how I went about it. Maybe that'll give you some insight for yourself. The second thing I wanted, um, I guess it came from, I used to watch a lot of Boy Meets World, and I think everybody, a lot of young guys, especially my age, had a, had a huge crush on Topanga. And um, for me, one of the most beautiful things about Topanga was her lips. Um, and so I was just obsessed with, with very nice, full um, full lips. And that was another characteristic that I put on, you know, my my dream girl or the woman that I, that I saw myself with. Um, as I started growing older too and stuff like that, I know I went down to the body shape, you know, I mean, the type of curves that I wanted. I'm a huge fan of hips, you know, so and, and my wife has incredible, incredible hips. Um, it's probably a little bit too much, but I think that's just me on, you know, again, knowing exactly what I wanted. Um, I wanted somebody, and me being Puerto Rican, it was very important. And as I grew older, I understand how important, you know, speaking Spanish and how much it had helped me in my life. So I wanted uh, someone who was from, you know, a Latin American country. I wanted somebody who was Spanish because I, I thought between the two of us, we'll be able to teach our kids that language. Um, I also wanted somebody with really, really beautiful hair. Um, you know, for me, I started balding, you know, in high school and, um, I didn't want my kids to have, 
just my hair traits, you know, I wanted them to um, just have immaculate and beautiful wavy hair. Um, so that's what I saw myself or envisioned in the woman that I wanted to be with for the rest of my life. Because I always said that too, and I think it's important that for me at least, it was very important to have a crystal, crystal clear uh, vision on what I wanted. Because I always said to myself, I only want to get married once. I'm not into divorce and all those other things, because that's what I've learned from those shows too. You know what I mean? Like you you make it work out for the for, with the person that you're with. Um, I know like I've seen, like, you know, there's probably these quotes on the internet or these things that a lot of people see when they ask an old couple, um, how have they managed to be together for so many years and the answer was you know we come from a generation that when something broke we tried to fix it we didn't just throw it away and try to find the new one um so that was just always my thing too you know to be somebody that i know that we can always work on being with each other and 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 trying to make things work and move forward you know early on in my relationship too with my wife i always told her um you know if you ever feel that you don't want to be with me anymore and just say the word, you know, I'm not going to fight for somebody who, who doesn't want to be there. Um, but that also just gave me insight too on, you know, seeing where her head was at and and giving me that peace of mind that, you know, she's willing to fight for, for love and fight for what we have if the time came to it. Um, so those were starting off with like just the physical attributes. And I know that looks on everything, but I feel that they do play a, a big part in in a strong relationship, you know, because I look at it this way, man. If you don't enjoy what you're looking at, if you don't appreciate your the view or the vision, um, eventually your eyes will start to wander. And that's not healthy for any relationship. So it's very important for everybody to, to like what they're looking at, to appreciate what they have, you know. Um, and it's also another thing, too. I know everybody says, like, oh, it's about personality. And, yeah, it is. It, it, personality is a huge part. But, I mean, let's all be real. Like, we don't, you know, look at somebody and be like, oh, my God, they got a great sense of humor. You know, you don't know them. It takes time to know them. The first thing that draws you to them is the physical appearance. And if you're not attracted to that, um, you know, you're not going to make the move to approach them. Now, I know there's other cases, too. Yeah, it might work out where you maybe best friends with somebody the opposite sex and you love their personality and all that stuff but at the end of the day you are attracted to them to a certain level or they have features that you are attracted to it's just that the personality amplifies those features um and that's where love starts to grow and it goes a lot of ways i mean you can't just rely just on looks always um, because I've been in plenty of different relationships where, you know, the person I was with was very, very attractive, but their personality was shit, you know, and, um, and part of that is, is I think it's another part of it is to know, to know your worth, um, because if you don't know your own worth, then you're going to settle for something where you shouldn't. And that's what I mean, go back to that, where I just thought, you know, I wasn't, I stayed in relationships longer than I should have because the person may have been attractive and I thought to myself that I couldn't do any better. So I didn't really have any value um, in myself as a person, which led me to, to stay in, in relationships longer than I should have and with the wrong people because I didn't really value myself. Um, and if you don't know how to value yourself, you're just going to be in a relationship and have so much resentment and so much animosity and unhappiness. Um, and nobody should live like that, man. That's not how you find true love. That's not how you find your soulmate or or any of those things. Um, 
and, and, and then, like I said, that you got to focus on a person with a great personality, you know, and somebody who you enjoy being with, who, who, who else is your best friend, who's somebody that you, you care about and you can have a good time and that you enjoy spending time with, you know, because if you're going to be with them every single day for the rest of your life, you got to enjoy spending time with them. Um, and that's how I started, like, looking at things in my wife. Like, I remember, and which is, which is crazy. I, I literally, again, I thought I had the clear vision of physically what I wanted in, in a woman. Um, and um, it was back in high school when I first met my wife. And um, I was walking over to class one day. Um, and I'll never forget it, man. It was in Stanford High, and I was walking. And I had my head down walking through the corridor. And as I started to look up, I seen her and everything. I just felt this intense intensity of like, yo, you have to talk to her. Like I seen her and she was like everything that I had envisioned and designed and, and the woman that I wanted to be with, um, you know, she and luck be habit for me. She was talking to one of my best friends, Mish, and, um, and I knew that... I know him so well, like I know his body language and stuff like that, that he wasn't trying to hit on her, it wasn't that type of situation, but it, it was a perfect opportunity for me to get to speak to her, because I honestly believe that uh, if he wasn't there, man, I, at that age that I was at, and that time, and that point in my life, I wouldn't have had the balls to approach her. Um, so it made it super, super easy and convenient that she was friends or associated with my, my best friend, you know, my brother. So I immediately rushed over there and, um, and I sparked a conversation with her, you know, like, Hey, how's it going? I'm Freddie and and introduced her. And it was a feeling that I can never describe, but just every moment that I look back at it and I think about that moment, I can get those feelings again. And I feel that that intensity and it was just like I knew that she was the one um at that point in time and um I, I believe she felt the same way there was just an odd connection between us you know and, and I was I never was late to class when I was going there I made sure that I was there on time every single day or at least early just so I could have the opportunity to talk to her to see her I moved my seat in the classroom so I can look at her through the window because um, she was in the class across from me, you know, so if I angled my chair just right, I can see through both windows and just stare at her for those 45 minutes that we were in class or so. Um, so um, th- that was just, again, when our first meeting, and I'm glad that um, at that point in time that I didn't ask her out or I didn't really make a move or get her phone number because I knew that I was so immature. Now that I look at it, you know what I mean? I was so immature at that time in my life that our relationship between us wouldn't have worked, you know, and, 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 you know, we talk about this, me and her all the time. Like I knew for certain, certain that relationship would not work if we would have gotten together at that point in time. I was living in a, um, in a really messed up state of mind, um, when it came to women. Um, but I knew that I, I couldn't do that with her for two reasons. Like I knew that she was more special than that. And, and two, her personality and her character wouldn't have allowed for that shit to happen. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that later on in life is that when we got together and, um, I think it was also important too, that we didn't because I needed to grow and grow through these horrible relationships leading up into us getting together because I needed to understand and appreciate what I had. Um, but also, understand the characteristics and traits that I was looking for 
and a woman. It wasn't, you know, at that point in time, everything was superficial. You know, it was all about looks um, and nothing more than that. There was no substance to what I was looking for in a relationship. It wasn't until I started going through these really bad relationships and stuff like that that I started to understand what were the personality traits that I wanted in a woman. Um, and and of course, I mean, the first thing you want to do is have somebody who was faithful because I was just in plenty of relationships where I, w- I was cheated on. I was, uh, you know, and I stayed in those relationships because then again, I was so locked on the superficial that I didn't, and I didn't value myself enough to know that I, I deserved better, you know? So that was something that, that took time and I had to get like I say, man, I like to learn with my face against the floor. Like I say in Spanish, it's just that I was just so hard-headed. I needed to learn through experience. Um, and I had learned through plenty of experiences and stuff like that. And knowing that, you know, I needed somebody who appreciated me, who's going to be faithful and true to me. Um, I also started to picking up that I needed someone who was independent. You know, I was in plenty of relationships, too, where it was just everything relied on me having to provide. And I understood or started to understand that a relationship was a two-way street. You know, it's not just always the man holding up a side of the way. Because, again, like, one of the one of the toughest lessons that I learned like that is I remember in um, one of my relationships, I went out and I got this person, you know, a new outfit, new shoes, new everything, you know what I'm saying, to take him out on a date and dropping him off. And then, you know, later I get a phone call that I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not feeling I'm just going to stay home. So I said, all right, cool. So only later, um, my best friend, one of my other best friends, my brother's Jay's girl was working at the movie theater, called me up and told me that she was at the movie theater with some dude. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, what is she wearing? And she was wearing the exact outfit I just bought them. Um, for our night out and that was just the first hit in the face like man like I'm just being used um, you know and really not being appreciated you know and that's something that I guess I had to go through to learn from um, to understand what a real woman was like and somebody who had real class um, was like and who would appreciate me for me you know one of the funniest things is that that we joke about now is that when um me and my wife started dating you know we went out on our first date um went to the movies went out to dinner and stuff like that and one of the things that that really I really appreciate was that on our first date we went to we're sitting at a restaurant and stuff like that it was kind of just awkward you know like looking for conversation and trying to talk and I was trying to put on a certain show because again I was trying to woo her so I had my guard up to a certain extent and at the time, I was a, a huge fan of Family Guy, man. I mean, it was my show. Like, I would watch it religiously. And somehow the conversation started. And I just remember going off, man, and talking about episodes and things that happened. And, you know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of, like, let my guard down and let her see, I guess, what I thought was a nerdy side of me or something that maybe um, someone our age, we were about, like, uh, we were 21, 22 at the time. Um, so it would have something that I thought that a, a woman would thought would be immature, you know, and I would lose her at that. But, you know, even though that she wasn't into it or maybe wasn't following, she was just 
absorbing all the information and just really getting to know me as a person. Um, and that was one of the first instincts that I knew that she was different, you know, because I felt like any other person would have would have probably shut me up or, you know, toned me out. But I guess she finally got something and got me to talk about something and not be so so cold or frigid and and she rolled with it. Um, and that was just absolutely amazing. Um, and then our, our second date, you know, um, we went out, she, she picked the second spot, you know, we we're going to go out to uh, Kona, um, to have dinner and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it was amazing dinner. We had more an amazing time. It was just so cool that, you know, I could really be myself around her and not worry or feel like it was being judged. Like she really wanted to know there and, and be with me. Um, and, and when the bill came, she paid and it was funny because she, she, I guess she, she seen my reaction. Like I felt like a deer in headlights because in my mind, I never had it happen before. You know, it was just like, I'm the guy's supposed to pay. The guy's supposed to take care of these things. The guy's supposed to do all that stuff. And I, I started asking myself like insecure thoughts. Like, does she think I can't afford it? Or is it just that or whatever? And then I was just so shocked. And, um, it was fun because I got back to I got back home and I was living with my one of my uh, other best one of my other brothers Mikey, and he asked me like, "Oh man, how the day went and how, how the date went?" And I'm like, "Dude, she paid." He was like, "She paid?" I'm like, "Yeah, she paid, man." And that was another huge indication already on date number two of the type of woman she was, and that was just that let me know that she wasn't about my money, she wasn't about you know a free meal or anything like that. It was about the company. Um. And that's when I started to understand, like, wow, like, she is definitely something, someone special and different. And that's something that I think everybody needs to understand, like, really know your value and really look for people who really want to be there for you. Um, and as we started dating and stuff like that, um, one, like I said, uh, the biggest things that I was turned on by her, like, that really attracted me to her, that she was so independent. She had her own car. Um, you know, she was working multiple jobs and, and all those things. Um, you know, when her car was giving her trouble and stuff like that, I was living in Bridgeport at the time and she would take the train up to come see me. And, and that was another indication, like, man, like she really enjoys my company. She really enjoys being with me because again, not other, not a lot of females would do that. You know, she hopped on a train no matter what it was, came over, and then I would drive her down back home and stuff like that, but that was also another big indicator of the type of person, and those are the characteristics that I wanted somebody too, you know, I wanted somebody who wasn't going to use me for my money, who really enjoyed spending time with me because of me, and not because of what I had or what I could do for them, um, it was just me being who I was, so I was so grateful too for those things that we went on, we went on multiple dates, man, for, for months, for months. And, um, I, I knew that she was, she was special, man. So I just, I didn't want to rush things because I felt like it was too good to be true and I didn't want to push things. So we were dating for like four months, um, before I actually, before I even kissed her, you know, and I, like you say, we, we always make joke about that night and stuff like that. I remember it was being in my mom's parking lot over on Con Ave, and we were there just talking for like hours and hours and hours, um, you know, and then finally we kissed, it was like almost 
four or five o'clock in the morning. Um, and I remember we just got our date and I had to drive all the way up to Bridgeport. I got home. I had to just take a quick shower and change because I had to be at work in like an hour. And, um, but I, I knew at that point, man, it was, it was just amazing, amazing. And that she was somebody very, very special. Um, and as time went on, man, you like, again, like part of that with your soulmate and stuff like that is someone, yes, that's not, that wants to be there for you, that wants to spend time for you, but also is forcing you to grow as a person, you know, and I think that's, that's what I felt my wife saw in me the first time we met, the first time we saw each other was the type of person that I could eventually be or that I would grow into be. I felt like she saw all of the potential that I had no idea existed in me. Um, and she was going to help me achieve that. And she has, and she has taught me so many lessons. Like the, the first thing I think is, is just that is how to respect myself. You know, I was always been like that. And I've always been a people person to rush out and help and put everybody before me. You know, I felt like everybody was more important than myself. And she was the one that really forced me to slow down and take time to really value myself and appreciate who I was as a person and to understand that not everybody's worth my time um, and that a lot of people were just using me because they knew uh, the type of person that I was, you know, and that I would do anything for anybody and that they didn't have to do anything. So that was was a huge, huge lesson that she had helped me develop that that sense of self-worth and self-respect in myself. Um, and she was always... And another thing, too, is you want somebody to always help you build and encourage. And that's something I told my nieces when they were dating, too, is that, you know, the person that you're with should never stop you from doing what you want to do. They should never be a hindrance. They should never be someone trying to de deter you from what you want in life. They should help you in every which way they want to. And that's something that my wife does for me every single day um, for as long as I can remember. You know, I remember... A while ago when, um, you know, I was really big on wrestling and stuff like that and watching the WWE and, you know, I was thinking and I was looking up actually schools in Florida for wrestling training and, and how much it was and stuff. Um, and I told her, I said, you know, I think I, I want to be a professional wrestler. You know, I want to train. And, and she looked at me for a second, kind of dumbfounded or like stunned. But then she looked at me and said, okay, so what do we got to do? And... I was taken back by that too because I, I just wasn't expecting that. I just, I don't know, I guess for some reason, I guess I got my security and stuff in my head that she would be like, oh, you know, that's silly or why do you want to do that or, you know, come with some sort of negative feedback, but it was nothing like that at all. You know, it was like, all right, what do we need to do? What do we need to move? What do we need? And, and stuff like that to help make this come true. And, um, and again, I, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my my head around that because I didn't think that that was possible. But she did that and pushed me to encourage me to do all those things. Um, you know, she when when I started, when when I when I was looking at telling her too, like you know, I want to start my own business. I need to be an entrepreneur. Like I, I can't work for anybody. You know, I can't work a regular nine to five. I can't have this regular job or whatever. Like it's just not in me. I can't do it anymore. You know and. She didn't discourage me or say, like, oh, you need to bring bread to the table, stuff like that. She's like, okay, well, what, what do you want to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what is it that you're trying to to achieve in your life? Um, and that's when I started my t-shirt business. I started Fox Customs. 
um, back when I got laid off. Well, not even before. Before I got laid off at Cable Vision, I started a little bit sooner because, you know, I just felt like I needed to do something else. Like I just wasn't meant to be in that corporate world. Um, and she gave me all the encouragement to do that. You know, I ordered the equipment that I needed. You know, the equipment came in. And I started getting to work. I started learning. You know, um, as I was going through and I got major, but I started getting really big orders and stuff. She would stay up late at night with me, you know, peeling vinyl, helping me to press shirts, you know, getting these order readies, putting them in bags or whatever I needed to do to make my business successful. You know, she was doing that with me. If I was ever, you know, short on supplies or for money and stuff like that, I'm, you know, from working her job, she would get the money aside or get the money that I needed so I could order supplies, order equipment, order whatever I needed to do so that my my business could flourish. You know, at every given opportunity that she could, wherever she was, she was promoting me and then and, and handing out flyers or, or anything, anything that she could do to help me be successful, she was doing. Um, and that's something that, that you need to find in somebody, you know, you need to, to have someone who is current, constantly helping you grow as a person, but you also got to be doing that for them too, you know, helping them develop skills or helping them, you know, be a better person than they were the day before. Um, and when you have that type of relationship, you have a great, you have a great person with you, you know, um, that will be with you for the rest of your life because it's, it's all about being a team. Um, and that's what we are, man. We're like, you know, we, we say for ourselves, we're team Cortez, man. Anything that we, we got to do, we do it together and we, we help each other out and support each other at, at any given, any given situation, you know? Um, and even to this, like, no matter what it is that I tell her, no matter what I bring to the table to her, she's always been supportive for me. Like I, like recently I told her, like, you know, I was, I'm getting back into playing basketball. I love it. Like I just, something that I would as a kid, I dreamed of playing in the NBA, and I kind of said it like, you know, just jokingly with her, like, you know, um, I, I would love to play in the NBA, man, but I'm, I'm 35 years old, you know, and, and that's just that's just so old, you know, to be in a league or to be in there, and her words were to me, be so good that they can't ignore you, and again, that's just showing the type of woman that she is and the type of support that she gives me no matter no matter what no matter what it is that we're going through no matter what is happening you know is always being extremely supportive and being there for me um and just like that forcing me to grow and to improve and all those things and um and i knew that uh early on too like i said to myself too going back to being clear with your visions like i said to everybody that would listen, like my friends, my family, that again, I only want to get married once. Um, and as I got older, I understood, I said, you know what, any woman, you know, who meets those characteristics, but who could really keep my attention and keep me intrigued and, and, and keep me loving them for more than two, for, for two years, that's why I got to marry. Because my other relationships were, were just hit or miss. And I, you, you just know early on, I think that's, that's true. Like men know exactly what they want. You know, and, and I know sometimes it's, it's, and I don't want to put it out there because not, not everybody's like that, but for the most part, you know, if a man is going to be with you and he wants to marry you, you know, it, it's not going to take him long to know that, you know, and I think 
men who are like in, in very long-term relationships with, with women so that I know a lot of girls may be like looking like a why doesn't they want to marry me and all those things um I think it comes to just that like you know the thought of divorce or be losing somebody or just that the the person that they love walking out on them um and all the damage that comes with that with with a failed marriage you know it's not that they don't want to be with you is that then the idea of a failed marriage hurts a lot more and it's kind of like a hindrance to that except but for me like I said I knew that you know what I mean it was going to be like two years um and, and I knew that you know if they met those qualifications at least the physical attributes and as as I started to see with my wife you know actually really really wanting to be there for me and be there with you and appreciate your time as a person um was something that I knew was gonna help help my relationship or help you know that dream come true that I was going to be with that person for the rest of my life um and then things go on like that too you know I think another biggest thing is as we were going into our relationship that I can't take away from her is that you know she made me a father and um for the longest time um you know, I thought that I, 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 for some reason, I didn't think I was able to have kids. You know, I thought if that if I were going to have kids, I would probably would have had a mistake already. I won't say a mistake, but, you know, would have happened, um, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that I didn't have any of those or any um, other side kids with anyone, you know, because I felt that would just cause a strain on the relationship that I was trying to be with someone, you know, so I'm glad that it happened when it happened with her, Um and I think, you know, just seeing everything she went through for our, during our pregnancy um, was also another key indicator of, you know, how much she really loved and was there for me. Because any woman who, who, who goes through pregnancy and, and childbirth um, for, for whoever they're with, that is a huge, huge deal, man. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to say like a sacrifice, um, you know, but it is just, it is a lot that they go through physically and mentally to give you a child, you know, um, and, and I've seen that, you know, uh, it's funny because, you know, me and my wife are so connected that I guess I kind of knew she was pregnant, I guess, before she did because I, uh, before we actually got the test and stuff like that, I was the one waking up with so much morning sickness and all this stuff. Like I just felt all that stuff that she was feeling to a certain extent, and 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 I guess that was a key good thing that I kind of felt that morning sickness because it helped me understand like what she was going through, what her body was going through. You know, I made sure that I, I went through all the appointments and I was there for her twenty four seven. Anything that she needed. Because I seen the toll that it was taking on her physically and mentally. Um, and that is just so crazy to see, um, you know, somebody going through all that just to give you life, just to make you a dad. And and she understood that, too, because I always talked about that, how much I wanted to be a father and what being a father meant to me. Um, and she was willing to put her body through that to give me a child. So that is something that like I tell her all the time, man. Two children that I could, that I could never forget, that I could never, never repay her or thank her enough for that. Um, and I, I know that even more. Like I remember um, with our daughter, you know, um, 
we were, went to the hospital and she was going through all that stuff, going through the contractions, and it was just it was a lot to, to deal with. Um, because I know when they gave her the epidural, the or not the epidural, um, uh, helped to try to induce the pregnancy and stuff like that. And uh, every time she had a contraction, the baby's heart would start slowing down. Um, and it was just a lot, like it was just making us so worried. And then when the doctor told us that she had to have a C-section, like I panicked, you know, I, I just, I, I couldn't see myself raising a kid without her. You know, I, I just remember walking to the delivery room and right before I went in, I dropped down to my knees and I just started praying to make sure that she was going to be okay. Um, and that everything was going to be fine because... I understood or saw how much she was going through already to make that happen, that I didn't want her to have to suffer or go through any more pain or anything un unnecessary that she didn't have to um, because of me, you know, because of me wanting to have a child. And, and I know we both wanted to have kids, but, you know, I, it's it's all those things. So I, I, I knew that I was never going to be able to repay her for, for making me a father. The only thing that I could try to do is be the absolute best father that I could possibly be, you know, um, I want to be the best husband, the best dad, and I strive to do that every single day because of all those things that she went through physically, emotionally, um, mentally, um, in order to, to make me a dad, um, and then on top of that too, like, you know, I, I talked to her too, like I've, I've, I have a great relationship with my dad, you know, but my dad, it just wasn't in him to go to my concerts or baseball games or to my school plays or acting stuff like that. It just it's just not the person that he was. Um, but for me, I knew I wanted to be the opposite. You know, I wanted to be there for my kids twenty four seven all day long as much as I could be, and I wanted to be a stay at home dad. And because of my wife. I'm able to do that, you know. She's also continuously, you know, granting like I like I like I have her in my phone with like the little genie emo uh, emojis next to her name because I tell her all the time like she's my my personal genie. Like any of my dreams that I ever wanted, she's helped make true. Wanted to be a husband, she made that possible. I wanted to be a dad, she made that possible. I wanted to have my own business and, and be an entrepreneur and follow my own dreams. She made that possible, you know. Being able to stay home with the kids 24-7 and make sure that I could be there for them whenever they need me, she made that possible. You know, so so there's so much things that I see that she's done for me that I know that I can't repay her or, or express to her how much I appreciate everything she's done. You know, and, and I've said this before, like for me, like, you know, and I want everybody to understand is that you know that you found the the person that's meant for you or your your soulmate because like i tell her too like you know she's physically everything that i ever wanted in a woman and emotionally everything i ever needed um you know before i could even understand that and, and see that you know like she was doing all those things and and constantly showing me you know that she is the one for me that we are a team that we are meant to be together that we are going to be with each other and until and, and the day we die, you know, and um, and that's what I want you guys to find for yourselves, you know, to have that sense of love, to have that person in your life 
that makes you feel the way that she makes me feel, you know, and it all starts with those things too, guys. Like you have number one, just really having a very crystal clear vision of exactly what you want, you know, from everything in the person, from physically to their emotional traits and all those things. And, and do your best not to settle. You know, I know that, like I said before, you know, physically, yeah, looks aren't everything. Um, but again, like they do, they do play a major role. You want to make sure that you do appreciate and love what you're looking at every single day and see them for the beautiful person that they are. Um, and also finding those things, the emotional traits too, you know, like what they are, their characteristics, um, and, and finding someone who really is there for you, you know, who supports you, who wants to see you be the best version of you you could possibly be and helps you strive to be the best person that you could possibly be. And when those two things meet, you have definitely, definitely found your soulmate and a person that you're meant to be. So I hope you guys all find that. I hope this was some sort of insight for you guys and helps you achieve and find your soulmate and, and happiness in the relationships that you're in, that you're going to be. So as always, like I always say, everybody, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed. Take care, everybody.